I love my Blendjet 2 Portable. I make breakfast smoothies in the morning with just some almond milk, frozen fruit, yogurt, and I can walk out the door with breakfast in hand in less than a minute. It's so easy to clean up and you get to see the cool little water tornado it makes when you rinse out whatever you just blended. Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, you can do a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up your entire house. It lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges so quickly via USB-C. And best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. You just blend water with a drop of soap and you are good to go. If they have it in a certain color, will you get it? Well, you're in luck because Blendjet has more than 30 colors and patterns to choose from. You should definitely check out the Disney prints. They are very cute. I need a Buzz Lightyear one. What are you waiting for? Go to Blendjet.com and grab yours today. Be sure to use the promo code GRUESOME12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to Blendjet.com and use the promo code GRUESOME12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Welcome to Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. I am Connie, along with the concert queen herself, Meg. And today she is going to tell us about Charles Severance. Yes. It's the summer. You know, after COVID, every single band just decided to tour this year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to see them all. Every single one that I've missed seeing the last three years i'm gonna go see and i have pretty much done that i think we have we have a pretty gnarly concert lineup this summer between the two of us yeah we do it's gonna be great we can talk about it at the end yeah we'll talk about it at the end <laughs> uh so a listener request tonight um and i tonight because we're recording at night but <laughs> whenever you're listening to this um, and I'm not going to lie, I did it because, uh, the listener likes the same kind of slushy as me. We bonded about it and I was like, I got this. I'll do your episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's freaking great. What uh, kind of slushy? So it's a blue raspberry wild slushy swirl. You got to do both. Mm, no. Yes. There's I'm... no other way. I can't. It's too many flavors. I don't like them touching. <laughs> You look ashamed right now. You're like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you. There's only you can only one way or the other. You can swirl your slushy or sandwich your slushy. Like I do, like blue, red, blue, or you can just go one flavor. I feel like if you go one flavor, though, it's like Coke or like the soda ones. Is that what you like, the Coke slushy? No, I love a blue raspberry slushy, like the blue just slushies, the blue. just the blue. I can do a Coke sometimes. I've been really into the. Um, like the lemonade slushies at McDonald's are like the shit. Are Those they are, good? I haven't had they're one. They're really good. They're very refreshing. 
Mm, refreshing. So refreshing. <laughs> but anyways, you can get to your case. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, well, I know you're pretty good friends with your neighbors. And oh, I yeah. am too. My neighbor, my neighbors are a lovely older couple. And the husband mows my yard for me on Saturday mornings. And when you get good neighbors, like that's the best. It's the best. The best. And when you get a not so good one, like I've had terrible neighbors too. And we can Dude, talk about Yeah. <laughs> like nightmare neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, but imagine if the person that lived next door to you had their yard full of clawfoot tubs and then they waited for it to rain so that those tubs would fill with water and then that was how they bathed naked in their yard tub in rainwater. I mean, I respect the drip, but like, nah, son, that ain't it. The literal drip. The literal drip, but like, nah, that ain't it. Yeah, it's, um, if that describes your neighbor, you might live next door to a serial killer. But it could also just be like a co-op. I don't want to assume that all eccentric naked yard bathers are serial killers. But that was the case for Charles Severance, a man who at one point ran a bed and breakfast called... Chateau Levite. He ran that between like 2001 and 2005 in Maryland. But this guy is interesting. On December 5th, 2003, detectives were called to the home of Jim and Nancy Dunning in Alexandria, Virginia, after Jim and their son found Nancy in a pool of blood on the floor of their home. Jim Dunning at this time was the sheriff of Alexandria. Nancy was a real estate agent, and she had been nicknamed the Queen of Del Rey because she was a super active member of her community, and her involvement in the Del Rey neighborhood kind of like contributed to the comeuppance of that district that she and Jim lived in, Um, which was like upper middle class. Nancy had been shot three times, once in the chest, once in the arm, and once behind the ear. She had succumbed to her bullet wounds in the foyer at the foot of their stairs. Nothing in the home had been disturbed. There were no shell casings from the bullets that she had been shot with, and there was just no evidence that anyone had even entered the home. The only evidence in the home was several Target bags full of stuff, and those items had all just been purchased only hours before her death. Nancy Dunning had done a quick Target run shortly after 10 a.m. on December 5th, 2003. Surveillance footage showed Nancy leaving with a cart full of Christmas gifts because she had been purchasing them for a family in need. I know, like just the sweet older lady buying Christmas presents for people in need just suddenly is found dead in the essentially the doorway of her home by her husband and her son. Surveillance footage showed Nancy leaving with this cart full of gifts that she had gotten and detectives were like, okay, we're going to go to this Target. We're going to get the security footage But that had been an in-and-out trip for her. Like, she was in and out of Target in 30 minutes. She had a list. Yeah, like, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. (laughs) She was on a mission, and she mission accomplished and got out of there. 
In the CC footage, um, a white man with short, dark hair who's wearing a leather jacket and jeans can be seen following Nancy out of Target. He had purchased nothing, and as investigators went back and continued to review the footage, they found that the same man was seen entering Target. He clearly notices Nancy and then stops to tie his shoe, but his shoe was not untied. He was just stopping to watch her. And as she checked out with her cart, you can see this same man walking a short distance behind her through the register area. Again, he purchases nothing. And then he appears to follow her into the parking lot. But the issue with the footage is that it's super grainy. It's a Target security camera in 2003. You didn't really get a good look at this man's face. They did release... um, the footage to news outlets, but it was just really too blurry to be able, you couldn't tell who this man was. The murder of Nancy Dunning went cold due to lack of evidence. There was no motive. There was no suspect. She had been shot with a 22 caliber bullet, which was strange for a homicide. Normally it's like a larger mm-hmm. bullet. Um, but nothing would lead to a break in this case for more than a decade. And I want to mention that because Nancy died, there was a lot of speculation that Jim, who was the sheriff, was involved and somehow had organized a cover-up. And this rumor persisted for years. Like a couple of years after, isn't like, that must be a nightmare. And a couple of years after her death, he moved to a different state. And that kind of added fuel to the fire. People were just insistent, like, oh, why would he move? Of course he was involved. He had all of the, he had the ability to cover this up. Um, so I will He press- moved because you guys are accusing him of this, you know? Like- murdering his wife, who he loved. Right? Um, so I'll, I'll preface this episode with Jim Dunning, not involved. We're okay, not, good. not gonna, not gonna, um entertain that this evening in 2013 a mile and a half away from where nancy had opened the front door of her beautiful home and met an early death another murder occurred on november 11th 2013 ron kirby a 69 year old government worker and alexandria resident was attempting to fix his broken kitchen sink the neighborhood he lived in was very close to the Dunnings neighborhood. Um, And again, kind of like affluent areas. Ron's wife had an appointment that day. And so while she was at her appointment, he decided to call a plumber. And as Ron Kirby is waiting for this plumber, someone knocks on the door and murders him the exact same way that Nancy was killed. Down to the unusual 22 bullets. Again, just weird for a homicide. The plumber called Ron at 11.32 to let him know that he was on his way to the house. And Ron had answered. When the plumber arrived at the Kirby's home, it was 10 minutes later. So he got there at 11.42. And there was no answer because in that 10-minute window, Ron Kirby had just been shot inside of his own home. So the plumber, when he didn't get an answer at the door, just moved on to the next location. Later that afternoon, Ron Kirby's son arrived to have lunch with his father, and after entering the home, he found his father dead in the foyer. Again, no forced entry. He had been shot 
twice in the chest and a third time in the hip. Two additional bullets were found within the home. One had been fired into a radiator and one into their piano, but that was it. There weren't any fingerprints. There was no DNA. The house was still really orderly, and there was just no motive. His family couldn't think of anyone who would want to harm Mr. Kirby. There was just no reason for it. When the bullets were taken from the crime scene, they were sent through ballistics, and they came back as an exact match for only one other murder, and it had happened a decade earlier. The similarities were striking. Both were murders that had occurred in the middle of the day after a knock at the door was answered and left both homeowners dead in the doorway. As they reviewed the old evidence from Nancy's case, they were able to do what they couldn't do in 2003, and that was they were able to pull a much clearer image from that original Target security footage of the man that had been seen stalking Nancy. Yeah, yeah. So they pulled these images and they showed them to the plumber from Ron Kirby's house. And the plumber was like, I did see like an older white male, but he had white hair. He couldn't positively ID this man in the target images. And it just kind of seemed like this is going to turn into another cold case. Until three months later, on February 6th, 2014, 911 received a phone call from a man who said that he needed police because the caretaker for the elderly woman next door had just run to his house and told him that there was an intruder and that they needed help. The caretaker, Janet Franco, had left the woman in the neighbor's care before running back to the house. 911 asked, hey, can we speak to Janet? And he was like, she was hysterical. She ran right back over there. I don't know what's going on, but I have the elderly woman with me. In the home, Ruth Ann Lodato had been shot. Ruth Ann and Norm Lodato lived with Ruth Ann's elderly mother, who also had a caretaker during the day. As medics and police responded, Ruth Ann was loaded into an ambulance and she was able to respond to questions from a detective confirming that she had seen but she did not know the person who had come into her home and shot her. So she couldn't like verbally say that, but she could acknowledge like, yeah, no, I didn't know them. Like this wasn't someone she was familiar with. As Ruth Ann was preparing to leave for a doctor's appointment at roughly 1130 AM, she heard a knock at the door. After opening the door, she was immediately shot in the chest and in her left arm. Janet, the caretaker, heard the gunshots, and in an act of incredible bravery, I think, she went toward the gunshots instead of running away from them. As she approached the doorway, she saw an older white male with white hair and a large beard, and this man turned and shot her in the arm as well. He continued to shoot at Janet until he just suddenly stopped, turned around, and ran out of the house. And this was when Janet was able to take Ruth Ann's mother to the neighbor and request, hey, call 911 before she ran back to stay with Ruth Ann until help arrived. Again, as investigators arrived, the first thing they noticed were these small caliber bullets and the casings that littered the floor of the home. Murder scene was right in the doorway. Immediately, they're like, oh, this is the guy. And they started to canvas the area. 
And because now we're in 2014 and not 2003, there's a lot more like home security. Yeah. Cameras, you yeah. know? And so they're able to, again, pull security footage from homes in the area. And when they compared the bullets at the Lodato home, and they found that, yes, they were the same bullet. The first two had come from the same gun, um, but this third set at this murder was a similar bullet, but it was shot from a different gun. Same size, though. Still, they were convinced. They're like, no, this has to be the same person. And then news started to spread that there was a serial killer in the Alexandria area. And there's like a lot of speculative serial killers right now, like the Chicago and Texas. And I think that it's really interesting that there are these areas and like these neighborhoods where similar crimes are happening. And in this case, even though it's 10 years apart, they're like, this is a serial killer. Yeah. We need to get them. But then, like, there are these cases happening, like, in Chicago, and they're like, yeah, we don't really know what we're dealing with here. And it's like, no, bro, it's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you don't know? Maybe because, multiple. Like, they knew. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was thinking about that, how they were 10 years apart, and they were still like, oh, this is the same guy. I, was, I thought it was really interesting. And impressive. Anyway. Yeah, and pro- honestly, like, so impressive, like, that you were like, hey, remember that one case? They have this white guy, white hair description, but it's been more than 10 years. So even if it is the guy from the Target surveillance footage, it's not going to look, he's 10 years older, you know, he's not going to look yeah. the same. Um, but there was something that did look similar, and that was this guy's, like, massive receding hairline. <laughs> Like, it was like a U or like a W. I don't know. It's just like very prominent hairline. And the Alexandria Police Department were like, let's do a sketch. And when they did a sketch of this guy and they put it out in the public and asked for tips and they started going through the surveillance footage from the neighbor's cameras. They're watching and... In the footage, you can kind of see, like, this old truck, like, kind of lunk out because the speed limit in that area was 15 miles an hour. But then this, like, older Ford, it's like a red Ford Escort. It's the station wagon version. And it just comes flying through, like, um, right around the time of Ruth Ann Ludato's murder. Speed limit was 15. This car looked like it was going significantly faster. And it was going in a direction that happened or appeared to be as though it was exiting from the Ladada's home. And as they slowed it down, they could see that the driver of the car was a white male with a white beard. But guess what? They couldn't see the license plate. So they yeah. saw that they have nothing. They have nothing from, even though they have this car, they have the image. They have two different images of this person on security footage. They look so different because they're so far apart. And they have thousands of tips coming in from the photo and the sketch that they put out because the public is freaking out about this serial killer thing, yeah. rightfully so. And because they're freaking out so hard, investigators are like, no, we're going to look into every single tip. A pure chance, one of the tips that came in is this person calls in and they're like, hey, there's an old white guy with a white beard. He lives really close to the Lodato residence, and I just, I think it's suspicious. And so they go, and they're like, oh, we're going to check him out. But that guy was totally clear. 
Like he just happened to, he had an alibi. He was good. He just happened to fit. A He's like, bro, it's just a beer. <laughs> bro, it's just me, Santa Claus. Like totally nothing wrong with this guy. He was fine. However, by chance, he was like, you know, I know a guy that kind of looks like that sketch, and his name is Charles Severance. And woo, buddy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a freaking way to get like, on the cops' radar. Some guy being like, hey, this, this guy with a no. beard, he lives down there. It's not me, but I know a guy that kind of looks like me, and he's kind of fucked up. And he is, and that was the exact break they needed, so... Shout out to this guy who got profiled, but he really did the most. Charles Stannard Severance was born September 25th, 1960. Libra. He was raised for my daughter. (laughs) I know. I thought about that. I was like, "Mm." snails in her freaking treasure chest. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that baby alone. We had a listener say they used to do shit like that, too, so it's fine. (laughs) They're not a serial killer. It's fine. I mean, they could be. We don't know. He was raised in Fairfax County, Virginia, as far as we know. Normal kid, normal upbringing, nothing too traumatizing. He went to Robinson Secondary School, and as an undergraduate, he went to George Mason University and then also attended the University of Virginia. He got a degree in mechanical engineering jesus yeah you know this is kind of weird because that's what my neighbor her husband has his degree in is mechanical engineering (laughs) does he also have like a crazy white beard no but he's got a dark beard because he's like young not he's not as old yet um anyway so he he eventually takes just like a series of engineering jobs but he doesn't ever hold them down very long When Severance was in his 20s, he joined a cult for a little bit. His mom said that he pretty much gave all of his money to this, like, church or cult. I don't know what the cult was. There's just so many cults these days. It's hard to keep track. In 1996, Severance ran for mayor of the city of Alexandria as an independent. Um, His occupation was listed as expert witness, principal investigator, uh, mental order disc- mental disorder.com and mental disorder.com was a website that he made he like bought the website and set it up and the debate footage from that mayoral may mayoral oh my gosh mayoral race yep. <laughs> there we go <laughs> it's weird um he speaks spanish in it like the whitest spanish you've ever heard it's just very strange i'll post it to instagram and tickety talk but just a weird thing. Um, after that, he also then ran for Congress immediately after he like didn't win. He was and like, I, you know what? I couldn't be mayor, but I thought <laughs> I could be a congressman. And then I could be a congressman. Um, and then the next year, 1987, Severn spent 10 days in jail on a misdemeanor gun charge. He met his ex in July of 1998, and the two of them had a son together in April of 1999. Very quickly, um, Severance was described as being emotionally turbulent. And after enduring what she described as emotional abuse, and it absolutely was, 
She left him in 2000, and the two became embroiled in just a bitter custody battle. And this custody battle became a catalyst for the grudge that Charles Severance has and had been holding against the city of Alexandria. And it's mostly Severance's own fault. So during this custody battle, Severance acted as his own attorney. And he filed a series of briefs, and they were just like a cross between. It was described in Northern Virginia Magazine as um, therapeutic rage journaling and amateur legal trolling, which I thought was a really good description. There were hundreds of just like sarcastic and ridiculous legal pleadings, and those pleadings acted like a paper trail during court hearings that served these court hearings were like an outlet for Severance to just verbally attack his son's mother as he acted as his own attorney. He was so off the wall that the presiding judge in the case asked Sheriff Jim Dunning to provide extra deputies as courtroom security. And in March of 2001, Severance was giving a no contact order with his son and his ex gained full custody as it was in the best interest of the child. So, Jim Dunning was present when Severance lost contact with his child, and he felt as though his child had been kidnapped away from him. So then he did what most upset men would do, and he ran for mayor again. And it was even more unhinged than the first time he ran. He punched a guy during a debate. Like... I mean, that's the I would watch, but like not go for. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be like, wow, this is entertaining. You know, maybe we should have more punching in political debates. You know what? That's honestly like WWE style political I have debates. I said that literally for years that all they need to do <laughs> is for years. I said, we just need to get these jackasses in a cage match. <laughs> The last one standing can be president. Spandex, a cape, the whole nine yards. Yeah, they have to give their own persona, face makeup, whatever they want to do. But they have to, the last person standing is allowed to be president. And honestly, I don't give a shit who it is. You know, I would just, it would just be funny to watch like all those old dudes fight. It would be done in like 14 seconds. They'd be like, no, I can't go anymore. (laughs) I'm done. <laughs> uh, maybe that would help like a slightly younger person get in there. I actually was thinking like dead ass. This is off topic and I'm sorry if anyone gets pissed. I was thinking <laughs> when you said his first m- m- mayor like debate. Mayoral? Yeah. Mayoral debate. He kept speaking Spanish. I kept I kept thinking about and this is not trying to be political. I just saw this. No, I just saw this uh TikTok where Donald Trump was saying Puerto Rico, like Puerto Rico, but he was saying Puerto Rico. <laughs> and he was speaking Spanish. It was like the whitest it man. It was like that's, that. That's what I thought. I was like, he kept, he just kept saying it. And I watched this video like five times. I was why like, are why are you, you saying this? it like this? <laughs> like what? So first I thought he was joking. And then I found the full like video. I was like, oh was no, like, no he dead ass. Was more Puerto Rico. <laughs> Like, yes. it was like the first sentence you learn in like Spanish class, like El Oso es in la playa. 
It's like bridesmaids when she's given that speech. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. I'll, I'll post it. It's so bad. Okay. Good digression. Uh, <laughs> Nancy Dunning was murdered in 2003, right? But her husband, Sheriff Jim Dunning's name, was the name on the protective order that prevented Severance from seeing his son. Jim's deputies were present the last time he was allowed to see and speak to his son. And it's not clear if Charles Severance was specifically looking for Nancy, but when she answered the door at her home that day in 2003, Severance shot her with a 22 North American Arms five-shot mini revolver. Unfortunately, Jim Dunning passed away in 2012 with a shroud of suspicion still over his head and never having seen his wife's murderer brought to justice. Oh, I hate that. bullshit. When investigators looked into Charles Severance's background, they found that strange video footage of him and just his weird political antics. The videos of him looked almost identical to the man seen in the target footage of Nancy Dunning. So these videos were taken, you know, 10, 15 years earlier and suddenly like, oh, wow, his old political videos look a lot like this target guy. And so investigators were like, well, let's go to his house. Let's question him. No one was there. They did a search and it turned up a receipt for a 22 revolver that was now missing. And Charles was missing as well. So they put alerts on all of his credit cards. They started tracking him. Um, and because of his history, he had um, he had ha- been in trouble with for having guns before and also just due to his erratic nature. But he had also been in trouble for, like, indecent exposure with an underage girl. Yeah, so he's a gross person anyways. Um, but because of these things, he's banned from owning a gun. And because of the receipt, they were able to put a warrant out for his arrest for not supposed because he had this gun and he wasn't supposed to. The Alexandria Police Department then got a call from the Secret Service on March 12th, 2014, letting them know that, hey, Charles Severance has driven into Washington, D.C. He had his bicycle on his red escort and he popped it off of there. And then he biked to the Russian embassy where he told them, he was like, I am seeking asylum because I am under persecution from the city of Alexandria. And they were like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, (laughs) no, not today. Get out. Um, And so when he was leaving, he was like, oh, shit, that didn't work. Um, He's leaving and the Secret Service got a photo of... Charles leaving and he looks nuts. Like he looks like he's wearing 47 shirts, crazy beard, crazy hair. Um, and then directly after he left, they got an alert on one of his credit cards because he booked a hotel in West Virginia. Cause it's like, it's like that point where all those states yeah. meet. And so law enforcement from like three different states start working together. They're like, okay, we're going to go in. We're going to get this guy. He's a serial killer. Um, and they sent in an undercover officer to find him. And he was just sitting there. And so they arrested him. He didn't put up a fight or anything. He just went. Um, he was arrested and his vehicle was impounded. 
And in his vehicle, which looked as though he had been living in it, um, there were journals detailing his hatred of the utopian Alexandria elite, quote unquote. Um, there was like a manifesto with poetry in it. There was something that read, um, knock and the door will open, ask and ye will know. Wisdom, knock, talk, enter, kill, exit, murder, wisdom. And then there was another page that said, can you forgive someone for kidnapping your son? Can you murder someone for kidnapping your son? What God-fearing patriarch would not murder men and women who delight in terrorizing his family? So they were like, all right, motive is here. We have found it in these journals. Um, and Nancy Dunning had been targeted for who she was, which was Jim Dunning's wife. But the other two people he had murdered, he was just attacking them because he believed that like they were upper class elite. And he was really going for this specific name, these neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. He wanted to introduce murder to a safe and secure neighborhood and emotionally disturb them with violence. And that was like his exact um and so he got arrested and he went to trial and they were like yep you we nailed you because and they did because ruth ann lodato's mother her caretaker had seen and been shot by charles charles severance and she was able to like testify and positively id him like on top of all of the other evidence that yeah. they had compiled the video footage the bullets the receipts everything like, there was no way he was gonna get away with it and they just ripped him apart because he again just tried to he kept firing his lawyers and he was trying to get say that they weren't acting in his best interest he was just yeah hinged um before his sentencing he was allowed to speak and he said just like some bullshit religious stuff and then said nothing about the victims or their families and ended it with it is lawful to wear weapons, but the Fairfax County Circuit Court gave him three life terms plus an additional 48 years for the murders of Ruth Ann Lodato in February of 2014, Ronald Kirby in November of 2013, and Nancy Dunning in December of 2003. After his conviction, he like he wrote to all of his family members, he wrote to the Washington Post, and the letters were just rambling full of absolute nonsense there was an expert that testified at his trial that suggested that he was showing signs of like a personality disorder mixed with paranoia and like schizoaffective features which like yeah checks out mm -hmm. where's our festival fam it's peak festival season and what do you need for any festival you hit up besides an outfit that slays hydration you know you're heading to that festival knowing you're going to be super dehydrated when you leave, whether it's from the elements or just some activities you may partake in during that day and night. This is where Liquid IV comes in. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of sports drinks. My favorite is how I can just slip one of the convenient pouches into my fanny pack and dance the day away. And with amazing flavors like passion fruit, my fave, guava, and the new strawberry lemonade and sea berry, you really can't go wrong. Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, B12. I could not be, you see what I did there? 
any more stoked about this product. And we love a company that gives back. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 3 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. What are you waiting for? Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code GRUESOME at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code GRUESOME at liquidiv.com. You're already using this product. Why not get a discount on something you already love? Big, big Unabomber vibes. He hated yeah. technology. He hated modern society. He was like very into being political. He was pretty, I mean, he was pretty smart. Mechanical engineering. They had crazy beard. Um, he had a weird obsession with like the colonization of the Ohio River Valley area and like General Braddock. Uh, one of the lawyers that worked on this case, he wrote a book about it, but in it he said that at first he thought like his obsession with like the colonization was just a random thing, but he is convinced that the murders all occurred in the area um, because they occurred off of Braddock Road and because severance was just like fascinated with general braddock you can put like these three murders on a map and there's a triangle that's like bisected by braddock road um and at the intersection is where the middle of the triangle is uh, and he in his like weird history ramblings and journals he talks about tomahawking homesteads in the backwoods of america is like a metaphor he felt like it was he was trying to do something with a metaphor there. Um, and then he had an appeal denied in 2017. Yeah. Well, and he took baths outside. Yeah. Yep. He's just like, just a strange person. Like he was never not a strange adult. Like, he joined, like in his twenties, he's joining cults. He's going to like four different schools. He's not staying at the same job. He's like, he would get girlfriends and they would leave him very quickly because he was just, all over the place. That's he's taken naked yard baths. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Sick. That's awful. And like for uh Sheriff Dunningham to like go for everyone to think his essentially like the rest of his life, like he had something to do with his wife's murder. That is so sad super sad i guess she was supposed to go meet them for lunch her husband and her son and she never showed up so they like came back to the house and then and the 911 call is awful of like her son calling them and then yelling for his dad and his dad comes over and gets on the phone and they're both just like sobbing like it is terrible it's not a fun phone call but yeah i would have moved too if people were yeah. trying to make that assumption yeah. And then to find out that the only reason she was killed was because when you said that he noticed her, it's almost like he was like, maybe he's just there like anyways. And then he's like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. There mm -hmm. she is. Or maybe, I don't know. Again, I feel like he might have been trying to go for Jim. I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, I wonder if he thought that like Jim was at home. 
And she was like just at the store. And then well, like, I think he... it's pretty cowardly the way he because he's, you know, he is going to these like upper middle class neighborhoods where people are probably retired. Those are the only people that are going to be at home at freaking 1130 in the morning, you know? Yeah. Everyone else is at work. They're not they're not there. So he's targeting older, upper class like people who aren't going to suspect anything. Like they're going to open the door and be friendly to you and you're just going to shoot them fuck no and like he was just doing his job as sheriff like it's not like he he was the one ordering the no contact order he's not the one like and obviously that no contact order was warranted because he was doing that in front of a judge and the judge was like "Mm, this isn't we need some extra support here because this guy is like losing it yeah oof Uh uh-huh scared me (laughs) you know it was a big big bummer big time bummer but again thank you for the request yeah that was a good request i've never heard Mm -hmm. of that before i hadn't either and it was uh i do like a twisty case it was pretty twisty yeah i you do like your twisty cases Mm -hmm. like when i'm like oh what how wild though like just to be like Oh, no, man, that wasn't me. But, like, I kind of know this other guy who <laughs> looked a little bit like me. Like, I'm not crazy, but this guy. I also have a out. way better hairline than that other guy. Go <laughs> check him out. It's so funny. It looks he looks like a cartoon character. And he doesn't. Like, in the 10 years that passed, that man became a different person. Yeah. They do not look the same. They're, I could... I could absolutely understand the plumber looking at that target footage and being like, eh, I can't tell you if this is the same person. Yeah. Like, mm, I'm not sure because they do not look the same. And I'll post the video um, of the weird debate thing. And then I'll also post the pictures of sick older him when he gets arrested, when he's in his Unabomber state, Oof. which he died, right? Yeah, he just died. Good for it. Good. You know what? Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> when you te- you texted me and you were like, look, he died. I was like, I thought he was already dead. I know. I, was... <laughs> I, I, I died when I read that. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> like, good. Smell you later, nerd. It's like, no one cares, man. See ya. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Boo the Unabomber. That's what they called him, right? I keep... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's Krasinski, right? There oh. he is. Yeah, I can't Krasinski. pronounce his last name. Yeah, same same vibe there. Just like... Maniacal. The ick. Yeah. Oof, the Major ick. Ew. If you Google the Unabomber, you get all these, like, terrible t-shirts and i Mm -hmm. don't like it quit making products for serial killers people yeah unless you're like go die (laughs) go die unabomber which he he did so good for them yeah Mm -hmm. i keep i'd be like see i told you i have this candy sitting next to me and i keep trying to like eat it i'm like no stop don't eat the candy (laughs) while you're recording like, I just did it again. I was like, ooh, a little, little treat. Ooh, piece of candy. I've, 
I've done that once. I had like a big old wad of gum in and then I was like, oh, I can't eat this. And then I just swallowed it. And then I'm like, <gasps> oh, no, I know. <laughs> Look, there's something you got to know about me. And that's the fact that I swallow my gum. So, <gasps> Look, I cannot. Okay. I hate gum. Like I don't chew it. I don't like to see it already chewed. It grosses me out. I don't know why. Just the idea that you're putting something in your mouth and you're just like continuously chewing it, it grosses me out. It gives me the ick. I don't like it. Um, And the fact that you swallow it, I want to throw up. It makes me I know. I'm like so sorry. Look, I know you're not supposed to. Like, yeah, you're going to fart bubbles. Like, it's going to get stuck in your butthole for seven years. Haven't you heard this? Not true. I've been swallowing gum my entire life and a bitch is fine. So it's like, that's why you can't poop. I don't know if you can or can't poop. I'm just <laughs> like, that's not true. Yeah. Sorry. That just came out of my mouth. I'm sorry for putting you in a spot like that. <laughs> but it's like, I know I'm not supposed to, I know I'm not supposed to, but it's, I just can't. I think it's like a, I'm going to say this and I'm trying not to sound like some perv. Disgusting. Some perv is going to make some like dirty joke about this in their head. But it's like, I can't not swallow it if it goes into like, if I, hey, I just, I'm sorry. I can't. It's like I chew it for like a couple minutes and I accidentally swallow it every fucking time. That's why I do mints instead of gum. Oh my God. It's so gross. I don't know why. It's, I, I think. It's weird for like it's weird for me. Like not everyone reacts the way that I act to chewed up gum. But the idea of it just being in your mouth for so long. But I got the same feeling when you told me that you mix all of your slushy colors together. No, no, not the same. Not the same. (laughs) I I disagree wholeheartedly. There are a lot of one thing. There's only one thing you've ever done. And that was after Thanksgiving dinner that has given me that same level of ick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie. Like, I stink. Like, I fucking <laughs> smell terrible. And it's well known <laughs> if you are around me. That's fine. Yeah. It was, it's the same level of ick. The same level. It's the, okay, that's fair. But it's not slushy mixing. Slushy mixing is great. It's delightful. You can lift your straw up a little bit and be like, ooh, I'll have a little cherry taste uh-uh. instead of this blue raz. I don't even like my food to touch. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, I'm not a... You got to get those fucking school lunch trays to eat. I do have school <laughs> lunch trays. Like Sometimes I eat off of my daughter's trays. And like I eat one thing at a time before I move on to the next one because I don't even like this... I'm I like, mix uh, everything together. I'm like a uh-uh. pile of it. And then I just eat that. It took a lot for me because when I was pregnant with my middle son and my daughter, I craved KFC famous bowls. And that's how I knew I was out of my damn Dude, mind. Those are so bomb though. <laughs> because so like, bomb. I don't like it all. I mean, it's different. Cause like you can wrap, you can mix all this shit in a pile and wrap it in a burrito. And I am down. <laughs> I am. Down. Very specific. But if it's on a plate. Yeah, I'm just not like I will eat one thing at a time. I can't go back and forth. It's like my brain needs to concentrate. (laughs) 
it's to too much on. work <laughs> too much too, it's too hard sensory overload and i also don't like being surprised so i don't want to mix up my slushies because i don't i don't know what i'm getting down there you're literally pouring it into your own cup yeah i know but like which flavor am, am i getting at that time <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll let you have it i will never mix your slushie but i will be Oh, you can, because I would just politely drink it, because there's no fucking way I would tell you that, like, <laughs> I would just take baby sips, like, okay, because I'm not going to let you know I'm weird. I'm not scared at all of this slushy. <laughs> but speaking of, uh, we talked at the beginning about all the concerts we're going to. Meg, tell them your lineup, because it is pretty gnarly. Okay, let me see. Oh, wait. Well, maybe. I have to open my Ticketmaster, who has just, like, absolutely fucked me with fees this year. Okay. Dude, fuck Ticketmaster. So I did Janet Jackson. I did Paramore. I did Scene Queen. Um, I got Fall Out Boy. And then Taking Back Sunday in Motion City. I got uh, The Offspring in Sum 41. Then I have Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks, which I'm very excited about. And I've got Cake. Yeah. That's pretty that's gnarly. All. That's a pretty that, good setup. I, they all... They were all, and honestly, I would have went to Death Cab because Death Cab came through. I would have went to more, but I was like, I wanted Death Cab so bad. I know. I wanted to go. And I was just like, stop. You can't, like, you have to eat too, you know? I have, I went to Blink 182. Mm -hmm. I have Taylor Swift, Shania Twain. I'm going to Aerosmith, their final like tour. We got tickets to that. Um, I'm also going to Stevie Nicks, Take Back Sunday. Uh, who else am I? I feel like there's another one I'm missing. I would. I want to go to Shania Twain, but I don't think I'm going to make it. Dude, it sold the fuck out in like. I know it so was so quick. expensive too. Dude, I paid like thirty-seven dollars for tickets. Lawn seat, baby, just sit. Did me you back get there. the like the pre-sale code? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't just have Google a code. that shit. I just Google that. <laughs> I I never have a real pre-sale code. I just Google it and try a bunch of different ones. They all one of them always works. Mm -hmm. But I paid. I think it's like forty-seven dollars, maybe, and plus like you know five or six hundred dollars in Ticketmaster fees. But <laughs> five or six hundred dollars, like thirteen thousand dollars in Ticketmaster fees. Um, but I got, uh, I got the one with the chair, so I don't have to bring my own chair. <laughs> Because I'm too old. And like I, I played on drinking quite a bit. So I'm going to need to sit. So. You're going to need those that chair. I need an updated nachos pick. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Connie's uh, like one. I'm very particular about the pictures I put for people in my phone. They always <laughs> they have certain ones. I like certain ones. I'm like, oh, that's your picture now. And I make sure your first Same. and last name is in there. It's very... Your Connie's is just yeah. her drunk eating nachos at a concert, I think last summer. Yeah, and I was covered in cheese. <laughs> like, I have cheese. I wore this, like, white crop Sorry. top, which I was, like, it's a Jimmy Buffett concert. So I was, like, tanked. Like, tanked. <laughs> I have videos of me, like, just... It's Margaritaville. you got to do it. Margaritaville. I'm, like, trying to play volleyball, and I just, like, fall over the whole freaking chair. And then I'm just sitting there it eating was these volleyball. Yeah. And so it was amazing. like a beach ball volleyball. And I'm like sitting there 
eating these nachos just covered in cheese. Your picture on my phone is your daughter Hmm. holding that $20 bill. That $20 bill she she stole? (laughs) I know. It's just her like thug life picture. Like it's such a Megan McBadass picture that like... (laughs) How dare you call me by my Christian name? Uh, Speaking of kids, I want to tell, I told Meg this at the beginning, but I I want you all to know what it's like having a 13-year-old son if you don't have one. My husband is building his office and we were out there tonight as they were like hanging drywall and he was telling me, he's like, hey, have you talked to, insert son's name, because he is at St. Karen's for the month of June, just enjoying some time down there, getting to spend time with them. He's like, have you talked to him since like the last couple of days? I was like, yeah, we FaceTimed a little bit. Why? What's up? He's like, did he tell you what he changed your name to in his phone? <laughs> and I was like, no. And I thought it was going to be something mean because these little douchebag, douchebags, they keep <laughs> anytime they'll change my Disney plus picture. Cause like we have like a mom and dad picture. Yeah. Um, they keep changing the picture to depict how pissed off they are at us. Like I was Ursula for a solid few months. No, yeah. My kids do the same shit. They're like, ha, let's give her this terrible picture because they mm-hmm. think it's funny. Yeah. And then like if I do something, I'm like a princess for a little while. But like usually it's the Disney villains. And so I <laughs> thought it was going to be something guy. like that. And he plays video games and he has me in his phone under spawn point because he spawn you did me. spot yeah you I did, did. Spot I him. Mean, it's not wrong that's clever and i like it good for him he's i text him i was funny. like hey what's my name <laughs> in your phone and he's like spawn point well the best part is shot and send it to you no he has uh my husband's as co-creator which is even funnier because like <laughs> <laughs> like he's not biologically my husband <laughs> and then he told they were talking about something before he went to Mississippi and uh, he goes, yeah, it was like some genetic thing. They were talking about like traits and he was like, yeah, I probably get that from you, dad. And my husband was like, look, I don't know if you know how genetics works, man. You're like, yep. That, no, he should have just been like, yep, you do get that from me. 100%. That's Every me. time they do something great, he's like, yeah, like they get that from me. It's from my side of the family. <laughs> But when they do something stupid, he's like, uh, no, it's not from my side of the family. Uh-uh. Biologically, <laughs> can't be. Couldn't be. <laughs> Could never. But yeah, spawn point. And I, I just kept thinking of like him giving birth to him that day. I was like, you little clever child. <laughs> I, it's funny. Yeah, I like it. I want to change my mom's name on my phone to spawn point. She I know. I, it. But no. <laughs> She's like, what is that? what's a spawn point yeah she doesn't Man, listen I, so i can do my mom voice my mom doesn't listen either she pretends like she does but i've talked about so many things that she has questioned me about in my past and she's never has brought it up so my mom's obsessed with true crime and she does not listen <laughs> <laughs> like she spends the entire day at work every day with airpods in listening to true crime on youtube she does not listen to the podcast. 
she no, you know what? She listened to the one episode where I talked about how we went to Michigan illegally as teenagers. Yes, she did. <laughs> and that was and then that was when I got the text message and I was like, ooh, guess what? In my thirties, you can't get me in trouble. Well, that's why when I talked about how I broke my teeth off, I was like, mom is for sure going to listen. And I waited and I waited because they ask me at least once every couple years. Oh, yeah, because you were probably drunk when you knocked your teeth out. I'm like, no, I told I was you I was skateboarding. skateboarding. Mom. Everybody <laughs> knows that. But like I dead ass have said the story and they're still like not listening. So, you know, what? On, at this part, it's at this point, it's her fault. Yeah, I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. Being supportive. <laughs> Man, we used to talk in our mom voices all the time. <laughs> I still do. I do it to her face. She's like, I don't talk like that. I'm like, yeah, you do. Yes, she does. One hundred percent, you do. <laughs> Megan. Megan. She calls I me like and the... my brothers all of our full names. Like we're never shortened versions. I like that she still calls me Compton after like 20 years. I'm in her phone as Megan McBadass. <laughs> like, I saw her at the uh, uh, your daughter's birthday party. Like we first started like hanging back out and she was like, Compton, come here. And I was like, <laughs> I know she does give juicy couture sweatsuit vibes. 100 percent. <laughs> She had a tanning bed in her closet for years. And a hot tub. And she had the hot tub. Yep. Uh, she's cool like, vibes. She's like, we're having fun in the hot tub. I'm like, not as much fun as we did. <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably did. <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> they probably had different yeah, memories. She's I'm definitely glad the hot tub's gone. That she's thing was def- defiled. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Ew. She's Gross. definitely the, like, if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it here. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather you do it at the house. Yeah, <laughs> that was. That, was, that was. Man, I wonder how many times they went and got liquor out, and it was, like, water. It was water. It was gone. <laughs> A lot. My brother, honestly, anything we ever did was shadowed by the fact that my younger brother who's like only younger than me by like 18, 16 months, like not yeah. that much younger, um, threw a massive party while they were on vacation, like huge party at this house. I know my husband went. Yeah. And my mom's laptop got stolen at that party and he had to like buy her a new one. And so anytime you mention like, oh, stuff that we did as teenagers, that comes up. It's always that. He outdid any terrible thing I... Oh, yeah, for sure. Because we were having... I mean, could we have been murdered by the random boys we used to have over that we met off of fucking MySpace? Yeah, for sure. Hundo. For real. But like we've said before, we live by the motto, like, it's not going to happen. Lightning doesn't hit the same Lightning doesn't strike twice. We'll be fine. I'm glad we're alive. Me too. glad we're alive to talk about true crime together (laughs) and reminisce on the things that we did wrong i think the wildest one was i remember this is before like gps like we map quest we had map quest but we didn't have map we drove all the way to anderson to meet some boy that i'd met on myspace and he was trying to give me directions over the phone and we were just like 
dude, I swear to God, I black out so much of our lives because I do not remember that at all. I was just like, for your own safety, black, don't ever remember. I remember everything. Probably that's a mental health thing, though. (laughs) Mine is, too. It just goes in the vault. So it doesn't disturb me anymore. I have no vault. I literally just. You you can just open yours. Yeah, I open it and it's it's freakish. Like my husband hates it because he'll be like, I never said that. And I'm like, well, actually you did. Let me tell you. At this time on this day, exactly. We were talking about like cleaning our room. Like the last time we did like the big deep clean, you know, like where you take Mm -hmm. everything out. And he was like, I did the last deep clean. And I was like, nope. No way. It was right before we went to Vegas. And I remember because I flipped the mattresses and I did this and I did that. And I sh- took pictures of it and I could show you. <laughs> I like, took, I, I'm going to need this for a future <laughs> fight. <laughs> this is me vacuuming the blinds. <laughs> Can't get one over on me. I have a journal. Tom, keep it. <laughs> I need, to talk to, I need to talk to my therapist about that. Why do I remember every detail of my life? Control. Probably, yeah. Control yeah. thing. <laughs> you know what? I think that's good. That's a good spot. That's a good stopping point. No, yeah. The therapist. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Gruesome Horrific True Crime, a Zencaster-powered podcast. Seriously, we wouldn't be here without them. Zencaster is simple to use and makes it easy to edit your own podcast. Zencaster gives you automatic, high-quality post-production sound, transcription, and HD video recordings of all of your episodes. If you want to start a podcast, and we think you should, click the link in the show notes or at our website and use the code GRUESOME with a capital G for 30% off your first three months. We love you, beautiful strangers, and if you love us too, here are some ways that you can support Gruesome. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or a five-star rating on Spotify. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us. Follow us at Gruesome Podcasts on Instagram or TikTok and talk to us on our posts. Join the Patreon. Sign up to join our True Crime Sticker of the Month Club and gain access to bonus episodes and exclusive Patreon perks. Or if a one-time donation is more your thing, we have a Venmo at Gruesome Podcast and a PayPal via our email, gruesomepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us your questions, comments, suggestions, Or just ask our opinion on whether that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week and don't forget, lock your windows, lock your doors, and on Wednesdays, we're we're gruesome. gruesome. Bye. Bye.